You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads, this is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Quarterback week continues here on the Tim Donnelly Show. It is Jimmy G Day. Jimmy Garoppolo, where do you think Jimmy G is going to end up? 757-687-9494. That's the call in line. That's also the text line. Where do you think Jimmy G is going to end up playing? 757-687-9494. Before we spin the wheel and let the fates decide. By the way, sometime this hour, we have a, a big giveaway. We have those Beach It Festival tickets. Massive country music festival coming to the area. We have the tickets to give away. We're talking Luke Bryan, uh, we're talking uh, Miranda Lambert, we're talking Thomas Rhett, we're talking the biggest stars in, in in country music. They're coming to the area, it's going to be on the beach, Beach It Festival, we'll have those tickets to give away, three-day passes, uh, sometime in the next hour. Jimmy G and his agent have to be jerks. Not publicly, but privately, they have to be really, like the the, the trolls on Twitter that just tell you how bad you are. Jimmy G and, and his, his agent have to be that. They have to look for the competition they think is the worst. And this is probably more the agent than Jimmy G, right? You want Jimmy G to go in there saying, I don't care who they have. I'm going to beat them out in a competition in training camp. And you want the agent saying, well, I agree with that, but let's just make it easier for you. Why not? We're going to spin the wheel, but here's what they should be looking for. Jimmy G is not going to be tossed the keys to an organization and told, hey, it's yours, you know. Have her back by midnight. He's not going to get that. So he has to look around and think of where the competition is the easiest, which in another way is saying, which front office does he think will botch the quarterback position other than him the most? Which front office do you think will botch the draft? Take the wrong guy. If history tells us anything, first round quarterbacks are 50-50 at best, probably worse than that. If, if four go in the first round, two of them are going to be really disappointing. Two of them could be okay, with maybe one of them being really, really good. Like, that's kind of what the averages say. Sure, there are different years, but that's what the averages say. So which front office do you think is going to pick one of those two that end up being disappointing? That's where Jimmy G wants to go. Which young quarterback is going to get hurt, is going to fail? That's a great place for Jimmy G. Robert Griffin III on Get Up has an idea for where Jimmy G would fit. Well, the best fit for Jimmy G is the Jets. When you think about what Jimmy G had in San Francisco, he had a running game. The Jets have Brees Hall. He had offensive weapons. The Jets have Garrett Wilson and uh, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, CJ Uzama. They had a defense. You're talking about Sauce Gardner and Queen and Williams. He might not be the hero that Jets fans want, but he is the hero that Gotham deserves. Now, this is something that happens occasionally. First of all, we'll talk about why the, the Jets probably aren't the best spot for Jimmy G. But this is something that, that analysts fall into. Just naming the depth chart doesn't make players great. Right? They, oh, you need weapons? I agree. The, the Jets have weapons. 
Braxton Berrios isn't really part of that. Like, you get excited about Garrett Wilson. You get excited about Brees Hall if and when he's healthy. You can even talk yourself into Elijah Moore, although at times he's alternated between showing a lot of potential and being a little, little disappointing. You can't just start reading the rest of the roster. C.J. Uzama, Braxton Berrios, Zonovan Knight, Michael Card, like... At a certain point, it's like every NFL team is going to have five wide receivers, right? They do, there should be something they bring to the table. Here's what, what, ironically, what Jimmy G has to be looking for and what the Jets are bringing. He has to look for the Jets of two years ago. Think of all the opportunities that Mike White and Joe Flacco have been given because they drafted Zach Wilson and he wasn't ready to be a starter in the NFL. That's what Jimmy G has to be looking for. A higher-priced Mike White slash Joe Flacco. Somebody that's going to continue to be put into the starting lineup of a good team that can give them opportunities to win. The problem is the Jets aren't that anymore, right? They're going to be probably bringing in Aaron Rodgers, if they can, and if not, Derek Derek Carr, if they can. Right? So so Jimmy G doesn't want to be anywhere Derek Carr is going to be, right? He wants to be somewhere with one of those young quarterbacks, and they're not going to take the toolsy young quarterback because they tried that once and they failed recently. So you don't want the Jets now. You want the Jets of two years ago. If you can identify that, Jimmy G should take a little less on a one-year deal to be that that competition. Right, Go be the one that competes with that. All right, are we ready to spin the wheel here? Uh, we have the wheel, quarterback wheel of destiny. A lot of the slices have been been filled out here. It's Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to fill out the rest. So we're, we're going to keep running through quarterbacks. There's going to be uh, kind of a, a potpourri or a smorgasbord day of the quarterback week tomorrow. We're going to do Lamar. Ooh, right. Is he on the move? We're going to do Baker Mayfield, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we're going to, we're going to throw them all out there and, and we'll, we'll fill out the wheel at the moment though. It's just Jimmy G day. Where does Jimmy G end up? It is time to spin the wheel. I'm going to move the microphone up there. Dealer's choice. I get to play somewhere. I see fit. You know, Tim, I'll say this. We've got a lot of the, the spaces filled already. Yep. We have yet to spin the wheel and it land on somewhere where someone already is. Oh, true. You're right. We, we, we would have to re-spin if it yeah. does. Like, for example, on, on the first day, Aaron Rodgers went to Atlanta, which I don't think will happen, but it has not landed on Atlanta again. It's and like the wheel knows or something. One, two, three, four, five, six of them are filled out. There's 12 slices. So we had a 50-50 shot there and... Yeah, well, you're right. We have not doubled up yet. Uh, dealer's choice. Where am I going to put Jimmy G? Hmm. Now, does your choice have to be on the wheel? No, no. I could go with something else. Okay. Um. I think. I think I kind of want to put him in odd man out, but I'm not going to do that because that's mean. So, and we're, by the way, dealer's choice can we can keep landing on that because obviously that doesn't uh, whatever one I put it on will be filled up. Um, I'm going to go with I think I'm going to put him on the Raiders. I'm put him on the Raiders. I'm going to put him on the Raiders because Aaron Rodgers is not on the Raiders in this situation. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there to play with Devontae Adams, I don't know if anyone else of substance wants to go there. Uh, I don't think they, they were there. I know they don't have a draft pick high enough to get one of the top guys. So, so I think Jimmy G is like a, any port in the storm for Josh McDaniels. Um, 
and Josh McDaniels and he probably have some relationship from their time in New England, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean Jimmy G. I don't. I don't know. McDaniels how, loved Jimmy. Oh, well, G. there you go. Even, even better. Um, so their times, their their paths cross there. Jimmy G to the Raiders. It's good enough, right? And and you want to talk about weapons? The Raiders, if, especially if they bring back Josh Jacobs, uh, who who's probably looking to get paid, but he wants to stay. He said that to everyone that's asking. Uh, but then you have Devontae Adams, who is obviously a weapon. Uh, Darren Waller, if he can stay healthy, is still one of the top five receiving tight ends in the league. Uh, 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 Renfro, if he can stay healthy, is a a at least a route-running savant. So so that's a nice little core. And I'm not just going to keep naming more and more players. Uh, but that's that's a nice little core for Jimmy G to distribute the ball to. Uh, and then it would just come down to, to you know, the, the basic things. Defense, Max Crosby, Josh McDaniels, how do they – uh, handle everything around him because as we've said time and time and time again jimmy g is not a quarterback you win because of he's a quarterback you can win with if your supporting cast is good enough to carry him he can be carried deep into the playoffs we've seen him make it to super bowls or a super bowl so uh so i'm giving him the, the benefit of the doubt saying that vegas will settle for him but in the scheme of things they'll be like i'm settling for something that isn't the end of the world right i'm settling for something that i actually kind of like and Josh McDaniels will be throwing him under the bus by like week eight. And Jared Stidham will be starting by week 14. That's just kind of how Josh McDaniels goes through quarterbacks. But uh, for for the training camp, they'll be best buds. They'll be really good friends. There'll be a lot of uh, Jimmy G looks the best he's ever looked. God, I love, that. I love that season, right? Everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Everybody rediscovered nutrition. It's fantastic. Jimmy G to the Raiders. By the way, we still have the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, the Jets. Odd man out. I might throw the the Ravens up there somewhere. Put that over one of the groups we've already used. Because if we're going to move Lamar Jackson, then then they'd be in the mix. The Wheel of Destiny. The quarterback Wheel of Destiny. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Tomorrow we're going to have a fun time with that. I'm going to be spinning that thing all day. Uh, the call and text numbers are the same. The Dream Lawns text line and the call-in number, 757-687-9494. Call and text in with where you think Jimmy G is going to end up. 757-687-9494. Also, in part because it's Jimmy G Day, we have to look at Brock Purdy, right? He's, he's the guy that replaced Jimmy G. And and went on a nice little run. But now, it's getting some bad luck on the injury front. Stick around. The only show that can take a lesson from Happy Gilmore and apply it to NFL off-season strategy. It's all in the head. Yeah, it's all in the head. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It's Jimmy G day here on quarterback week. I asked you where you think he's going to end up. The text line had some ideas. The dream Lawns text line 757-687-9494. That's also the call in line. Uh, but first let's go to the text line. Robbie, what do you got? Tim from the 757. I think he needs to go back to the Patriots. There's the, the, I don't see that happening. It may be like, um, let me, let me try to think of a good example here. Like if if hmm, I'm trying to uh, there's there's not a ton of great examples here. I'm trying to think of a, a team that, that that has completely changed their regime since a player left. Like uh, 
if DeAndre Hopkins went back to Houston, right? Because Houston, his bad blood was with Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's gone. Maybe he would go back. Um, but all the same people, like it's still Bill Belichick in, in New England. I don't think you're like, oh yeah, remember that time you gave up on me? Yeah, how about we try that again? Like it's it's grudges run deep with with athletes. From from the seven five seven Jimmy G to the Atlanta Falcons, we easily win four more games because of him being able to get the ball to Pitts, Zacchaeus, and London. I I really like London. I think if if see is it. Is Jimmy G going to be the guy to unlock Pitts? Like, to me, you like Pitts would have to be the guy to bring along Jimmy G, and and Pitts hasn't been bringing along quarterbacks. You know, he's kind of been held back. Um, London, same thing. Like, they're they're both u- uber uber talented, like physically. But I want to see them with a quarterback that can drag them along, right? And that's why, like, you know, the Lamar is interesting. But but I mean, as the board said, the board said Aaron Rodgers to Atlanta. That's what that's what our wheel of destiny said. If he ends up there, I want to see what what Drake London can do especially. Give us one more. Tim from the 804, this texture agrees with the uh, dealer's choice to the Raiders. The Raiders would be interesting, but again, I think that's almost by default. I think that's, you know, musical chairs. There's one person, one chair left. They could, they could you know, sometimes beautiful relationships are, are built that way, right? Do you think he is the last quarterback that kind of completes of the, of the, the carousel? Of the big name free agents, like I don't even know if he's a big name free agent, but uh, like I wouldn't be surprised if like Baker goes after him, maybe Tannehill goes after him, but I, I do think the big dominoes, the Rodgers, the the, and I know he's not a free agent, but possible on the move, uh, the Derek Carr, like those will go first, and and then Jimmy G would be in that that second tier. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. Part of the the conversation, it has to be back to the Niners. I don't think that's going to happen. It's like they've Will they, won't they enough that it's like, no, you know, just leave. But Brock Purdy's timeline keeps getting pushed further and further back. And whether that's good or bad for Jimmy G, I think, I don't think it's a rel- I, I don't think it is relevant, uh, but it's bad for Purdy for the details. Jeff Darlington on NFL live. Well, look, you mentioned the inflammation that is delaying this surgery, certainly something that 49ers and Purdy would have liked to already have addressed because there is a six month recovery from this surgery. Now, I, I want to point out, though, just because there's a six-month recovery to the point where he probably will be participating at full strength with the team, he could still resume throwing three months after the surgery takes place and then slowly kind of progress himself back to full strength. And if you do kind of push that timeline out from March, that would be around August, so he could still conceivably be there in time for the start of the season. For more details, he was essentially he was supposed to repair a UCL injury on Wednesday. He was in Houston going to the doctor for the surgery, uh, but the swelling, I guess, hasn't gone down enough, so they've pushed it. They're going to reconvene in early March, which is like that's more than a week. That that's into the future. Purdy and the Niners are still hoping that he will have known that he will have what is known as a surgical UCL repair augmented with an internal brace. I knew that off the top of my head. I def- definitely didn't didn't just read that. Uh, wh- you want to know what it is? I'll tell you. Uh, the brace, obviously, as everyone knows, is a synthetic check rein implanted alongside to the repair to help reinforce the ligament as it heals. That internal brace repair comes with a recovery timeline of about six months, but would allow Purdy to begin throwing again in about three months with a slow build back to full strength. I knew that off the top of my head. That was just me reciting, right? I mean, 
just just pulling that out of the the memory bank. Um, no, that's all from an ESPN.com article. That's but okay. You, you're darn right it is. Rather be accurate than than try to memorize stuff. Um, every day that it's pushed back, the team has to have a plan B in place. More and more and more, that plan B becomes more and more and more important. You, you, the position is too important to just say like, well, we're going to hope. Hope's not a strategy, right? So, so either the plan B is bring somebody else in or the plan B is invest more and more expectation in Trey Lance. And it's like, all right, well, Purdy's uh, recovery is being pushed back and back. Where's Trey Lance on his recovery? And the more and more and more they push on Trey Lance, the more and more and more they are likely to go back to Trey Lance. You have to start asking yourself these questions if you're Purdy, right? What are the odds that their plan B doesn't become a plan A, right? Wally Pip is a person, and you were trying to be Wally Pip, and you may get Wally Pipped back. You can't complain like, oh, you can't lose your job when you're injured. The only reason you got a job is because two other guys were injured, right? That I mean, you are you are playing outside the law at this point in time. All is fair in love and quarterback battles. Do they bring in a short-term fix, right? What are the odds that the plan B only lasts a few months and then when you're ready to come back, they're willing to drop back? Do they go try to make an offer that Brady can't refuse? Brady's skiing with his son and everything. Now you can see it on social media. Can they get him off the mountain and into a a training camp? Rodgers, do they make that move? Do they go to the draft and get somebody, not in the first round, but, but later on? Or do they just say, you know what? We can't wait around for Purdy anymore. Let's go Trey Lance all in. Put our chips in the middle. Those are the options. And none of them are good for Purdy. And they can't just wait around for Purdy. Like, like if you are the, and I don't even want, it, it's hard to find somebody to put him into the same group as because they invested so little in him, being a, the, the final pick in the NFL draft. But like if you're the, the, the Jaguars and you really, really like Trevor Lawrence, you put all the other quarterback decisions on the back burner and you're just like, yeah, we have Trevor Lawrence. We're going to hope he stays healthy. But if, if he were going in to have surgery and it was supposed to be early February and then mid February, and then it's March, like they're going to, even if it's Trevor Lawrence, they're going to look around and go, we should have pretty good backup. We should have somebody that could take the reins if they have to. And that's not good for Trevor Lawrence. Now, again, Trevor Lawrence is healthy right now, so that was just a hypothetical. But but Brock Purdy is in that situation, and they haven't invested nearly as much in him. That's the the scary part, right? Job security is what have you done for me lately? And and you know, a month ago, what he had done for them lately was win nine straight games. Right now, what have you done for me lately? Is well, every time I answer the phone and somebody's talking about you, we're pushing back surgery. That's what you've done for me lately. It's going to be three months till you can throw. And as good as you were, I don't think you're a quarterback that's like, yeah, we didn't have anything we wanted you to get better at this offseason. As, as impressive as you were in your nine-game win streak, we, I don't think anybody said, yeah, I don't think there's, there's you know anything that you could possibly benefit from throwing this offseason. You're going to be ready right before game one. Beautiful. Because we were hoping that you wouldn't attempt a single pass all offseason. Meanwhile, Trey Lance, even with the ankle, right, even with the the foot, whatever he's dealing with, the injury, that guy's probably out there slinging it, right? Working on fundamentals, 
arm arm slot, all those sorts of things. You can do that in a boot even. Like all injuries are not made the same. If my quarterback has a a surgery on his ankle, I'm much more comfortable than quarterback that has surgery on his throwing arm. It's only so much football you can watch. Only so much film you can learn about before you got to get out there and make the throw occasionally. Went to the, they went he went all the way to the doctor for them to say you're not ready. That's that's got to be just a roller coaster of emotions. You're walking in there thinking like, all right, I'm gonna have to deal with this surgery. Rehab's gonna be tough. Then you're walking out like half hour later. They huh? did the whole fasting thing for you know. 12 hours he's like man I'm, I'm starving just did all that for nothing <laughs> i gotta do that in a week to, yeah and, and he can't even get like a steak because you know you don't want to be cutting knives with that elbow right Good point somebody else had to cut your meat tim donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1 or you just go full caveman just fork in the middle of the steak i don't know, gnash at it priority auto sports radio 94.1 uh the alabama basketball situation extremely serious, extremely bigger than basketball, and someone should remind Alabama of that fact. We'll try to do that coming up. Finding solutions to sports' biggest problems is a team effort. Join the team and call the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 at 757-687-9494. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. If you haven't heard what's going on with the Alabama basketball program, um, you're probably not going to believe it. It feels like one of those, you know, life is stranger than fiction things. But also it's important to remember uh, that there are things bigger than sports. And I, I, I see the importance of sports. I talk about it often. I think it's an important part of society. You learn life lessons, all those sorts of things. But I am also one of the first in line when I – when it's time to say, you know what, let's let's put the sports on the back burner on this one. Former Alabama player Darius Miles and another man, Michael Davis, are facing capital murder charges from a shooting that left 23-year-old Jamia Harris dead. So that's that's the very serious part, right? A loss of life. Um, it was a shooting. It was late on a Saturday into Sunday morning, um, and and Darius Miles immediately was. Uh, removed from the basketball team, removed from school, and and he is being held by the the police. He's he's in jail and and awaiting all of the sentencing or not sentencing, sorry, waiting for the the trial and everything that goes along with it. Tuscaloosa police testified Tuesday. That's two days ago. That star Alabama freshman Brandon Miller. This is where the the we have to remember that it's bigger than basketball. Um, that star Alabama freshman Brandon Miller delivered the gun used in a shooting that killed Harris on January 15th. Per AL.com, Alabama.com, uh, Miles, the the member that's being charged with capital murder, texted Miller, his teammate at the time, to bring his gun to where they were, according to police. That's, that's what it says. When Miller got to the scene, so that is the, the freshman gets to the upperclassman who's being held uh, on the, the murder charges, Miller got to the scene Miles told Davis the heat is in the hat. Brandon Culpepper, who's a detective, said that meant that a gun was present. Miles added there's one in the head. That was explained to mean that a round was in the chamber. Miles moved his girlfriend back to get her out of the line of fire, Culpepper added. So Miller delivered the gun. 
And he also, uh, just for for context here, Miller, uh, the car that he was driving did end up getting hit by fire. So there's two bullet holes in his car, but nobody, Miller was not hurt. Obviously, Jimmy Harris perished from her injuries. Miller's in the mix here, okay? He is a part of the conversation. Now, he's not being charged with anything. Um, delivering the gun, and, and it was a gun that was Darius Miles registered, all those sorts of things. So Miller, as of right now, does not appear as if he's going to be charged with anything, although that investigation could still go on. Miller played last night for Alabama against South Carolina, and I struggled with this a few times because I almost didn't want to say how he played because that shouldn't... like. If he has two points or or 100 points, that really shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter how good he is. Now, just because I said that, and some of you are probably curious, he, he scored 41 points, including the game winner in overtime. Played probably the best game of his career. I don't think that matters at all. I don't think he should have played. But I would be saying that even if he played two minutes and didn't have any stats. Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletic director, uh, was addressing allegations that that Miller is receiving preferential treatment by being allowed to play. That's a fair narrative that people can immediately go to. What I have tried to think about this entire time is let's do what we think is right. What I felt is that Brandon needed to be treated fairly like any other student athlete, and that's what's been driving us through that. I I don't think you can say what's right yet. Again, I'm not I'm not saying to to end Miller's entire career or to to kick him out, but I'm saying you can't let him play in that game. You need to do a much much deeper investigation, right? The uh, Nate Oates, their coach, put his foot in his mouth. Um he was discussing the the Miller situation and he said Miller was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He used that that exact phrase, wrong place, wrong time. And when you're the one that delivers the gun, it's hard to say wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time to everybody else is you had no idea anything was going on at all. He knew something was going on. Delivering the gun to to an alleged murder after midnight on a popular street for bars and restaurants near campus has to be worthy of holding him out while a much further investigation takes place. Has to. Has to. Like, it's obvious. And to me, the fact that it didn't end there means that they're they're not understanding that something bigger than basketball is taking place here. The, the, the facts of the matter are a 23-year-old young lady lost her life. She is a mother uh, of a five-year-old. Her, her parents are talking to media and saying... We don't even want the prayers that Alabama basketball is saying they're giving to our family. That is a heavy thing to say, right? Well, every time uh, the coach says we're praying for the family of, they're saying, you can keep those. Wrong place, wrong time. Our daughter was in the wrong place, wrong time. You can keep whatever thoughts and feelings you have. Nate Oates said he reached out to Ray Lewis. Yikes. I mean, somebody, and, and this is this is this is what I talk about when I say somebody in every program needs to just be the hand up guy or the hand up woman, 
and just raise their hand in, in meetings because Greg Byrne, the, the, the athletic director, said the decision to allow Miller to continue playing came from a conversation with the AD, the coach, uh, the president of the university. Like it went to the highest of the high. Uh, they need somebody in that room to raise their hand and just bring up the most obvious things they can think of. Right when they're saying, "Well, we could," he has, he's not being charged with anything. Maybe he should be allowed to play. We don't want to ruin his future. Somebody needs to raise their hand and say, "We're aware that the most important thing of this whole situation is that a young woman lost her life." Right? Not that we beat South Carolina. We're aware of that, right? And we're aware that no matter how good or bad of a basketball player this gentleman is, he was the deliverer, right? The delivery person of what is allegedly the murder weapon. Like we need to say the word murder a few times in this conversation, in this conversation about basketball, just so we understand the severity of the situation. Like, let's not talk about boys will be boys, young people being mixed up and not knowing and was unaware of. It's like, nah, you know what? As someone with common sense, and, and I don't care if you're a freshman in college or a freshman in high school. If somebody asks you to deliver a gun after midnight to a, essentially a party street, as it's been described, like the, the, right, the, the street on every college campus has one where kind of everybody congregates on Saturday nights. If that's what's going on, I think you don't do it. And if you're a teammate, I think you, you grab your teammate and you say, I don't know what you're thinking about doing here. Get in my car. We're going home. And even if you don't do that, if you make the delivery, you have to understand if something bad happens, you're going to be a part of the conversation, you're going to be a part of the story. I don't think Brandon Miller should be playing until there's a lot more information known by Alabama. Oh, and, and the other thing I want, I want to make, speaking of the information, uh, Nate Oates said, wrong place, wrong time. His apology was, I was unaware of what went on in the hearings that morning. So that was on Tuesday. The hearings that morning said Miller was uh, the deliverer of the gun. He said he was unaware. That's the exact problem. I'm not saying the coach should have known, right? I'm sure he asked, hey, you need to tell me. This is serious. Tell me, tell me. But that just shows that all the information isn't out. That shows you need to make sure this is a no. It's not like a maybe. It's a no. Brandon Miller shouldn't have played. I think it's pretty simple. I don't care if Alabama's number two in the country. I don't care if he scored 100 points. Should not have played. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Get your texts in now and ask, does that do anything for you? All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Before we get in, let's give away some tickets. I promised tickets to that awesome country music festival coming to the area. It's called Beach It. It's bringing country music back to the Virginia Beach oceanfront, June 23rd to 25th. Uh, Three-day music festival, 30 country music's, 30 of country music's best artists, including Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, Miranda Lambert, and 27 others. Winner, if you are the caller number four, you get two three-day passes, so you can see all of the acts. Uh, caller number four at 757-687-9494 is a winner. Uh, and if you aren't a winner but you still want to go, beachitfestival.com to buy tickets. 
And that's right. This is Does That Do Anything For You? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And again, Tim, if they don't win today, today, we'll have one more chance tomorrow to round out the week. So chances are not over. We talked about Jimmy G today. Larry in Hampton thinks that Jimmy G needs to go to Tampa Bay. With uh, they're in salary cap hell, <laughs> and he has the dead cap money from Brady's retirement. Jimmy G signs with Tampa. Uh, I mean, I actually just saw today that they're expecting to roll with Kyle Trask. I think that says everything about how much salary cap jail they're in. Uh, Jimmy G isn't like he's going to be cheaper than the big big names, but he's not going to be like you're not going to get him for the league minimum, vet minimum. Uh, you're going to have to pay for him. So. I, I I would be surprised if he ends up there. Um, we also had a, a texter saying that to trade Dak to Tampa and then have Jimmy G go to Dak, Tampa can't afford those big names right now. They, they're they paying Tom Brady a decent amount of money, not actually paying him, but counting it against the cap, which is going to be tough for them to navigate. They're kind of like Atlanta last year. Remember Atlanta was paying all that dead cap money to Matt Ryan? But again, not actually paying him, but accounted against their cap. Um, so because of that, they had to shop in like the mid-tier quarterbacks and they brought in Mariota. That's kind of where where Tampa would, at the top end, be able to go. And I think Jimmy G is going to be more than that. From the 5-4-0, how about Jimmy G to Baltimore? Safety valve for the Ravens if they don't re-sign Lamar. Or maybe just a little bit of pressure on Lamar to sign since he's in the building. If you bring in Jimmy G, you can't afford to sign Lamar. Because Lamar is like... Whatever you have earmarked for quarterbacks, whatever money you have saved for quarterbacks, all of it's going to Lamar. Probably some of the stuff you have earmarked for O-line, probably some of the stuff you have earmarked for edge rusher, corner. Like, you're going to have to dip into other funds. So, so yeah, I, I don't see them bringing in a high-priced backup just to, to force an issue there because it'll, it'll actually make it more difficult to navigate. From the 804, Jimmy G to the Raiders. And like we said yesterday, Tim, the Raiders right now have zero playing at the quarterback position. They have no immediate answer is the way their GM said. We have no no immediate answer. Um, I think they could end up with Jimmy G, but it won't be for a while. They're going to do everything they can to get Aaron Rodgers. If he goes elsewhere or stays in Green Bay, they're going to do everything they can to go maybe trade up in the draft. They're going to do everything they can to maybe trade. And then once they strike out with all of those, they'll go, fine, Jimmy. Here's $20 million a year. Get over here. There it goes. How about Jimmy G to the Dolphins? We talked about the Dolphins earlier today with Caleb Williams. This texture thinks Jimmy G would be great in South Beach. What we do know is, actually, I don't know Teddy Bridgewater's contract, if it's guaranteed or not. But we do know Miami will pay for a backup. Teddy Bridgewater was the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL last year. Uh, and part of that is because they they have to worry about the availability of Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Now, they paid Teddy Bridgewater a bunch to be a backup, and even he got hurt. So maybe that will uh, scare them away a bit from doing it again. But if they have that same type of attitude, like, hey, Tua might go down, we need a good quarterback, Jimmy G could be the, you know, if they give him $10 million to be a backup, incentive-laden, so if he ends up... St- playing a lot they they got to pay him that might be it might be a connection there from the 757 we were talking about aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat <laughs> uh this texter said i'm a patriots fan and in the midst of the 1990s it was a long darkness retreat but i don't think patriots fans are have any they, no this is the complaint ever i say this because my dad is a big patriots fan uh this is the problem with Patriots fans. They still act like they're a tortured fan base, but they have six Super Bowls in the last 25 years. 
but you remember how bad it was before. Why would you remember that? Block that from your brain. Remember the good times. Again, I can only say that because I say it to my dad like once a month. Uh, but you know what? The Patriots' six Super Bowl championship teams are today's top shot. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. Uh, thank you to Robbie for keeping us up and running. Thank you to everybody that called and texted in. We're going to put a bow on quarterback week tomorrow, which means everyone who we haven't mentioned is being given a home. We'll be spinning the wheel. I'm not sure if you could hear that. We'll be spinning the wheel uh, a whole bunch tomorrow, so make sure you uh, you get your... Uh, your, your texting fingers ready to tell us where everybody's going to end up. Quarterback week's been fun. And we'll finish it out tomorrow. Thank you to Larry King Law for presenting the show. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call. 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. That's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. 757 at 6 is coming up next. For the Tim Donnelly Show, we'll see you tomorrow.